Reading from Bhagavad Gita, chapter 2, verse 56. Dukeshvanot viknamana sukeshu vigatasviha vitaraga pekrodha sita dhirmanaruchate. One who is not disturbed in mind even amidst the threefold miseries or elated when there is happiness and who is free from attachment, fear and anger is called a sage of steady mind. Report. A fully Krishna conscious person is not at all disturbed by the onslaughts of the threefold miseries for he accepts all miseries as the mercy of the Lord thinking himself only worthy of more trouble due to his past misdeeds. And he sees that his miseries, by the grace of the Lord, are minimized to the lowest. Similarly, when he's happy, he gives credit to the Lord, thinking himself unworthy of happiness. He realizes that it is due only to the Lord's grace that he is in such a comfortable condition and able to render better service to the Lord. Mukam karoti vachalam bhangam langate griyakvatam bande sikurum tinotavinam amagyana timarandasya gyananjana shurakaya chakshumiritam yena tasman shikurave namaha. So, uh, the attitude of the devotee when there are difficulties. Um, he thinks, yes, this is the mercy of Krishna. Why, why is it mercy when you get difficulties? Because since we have taken up this path of Krishna consciousness, Krishna has promised at the end of Bhagavad Gita, I will protect you from all your sins if you surrender to me. So he's giving us that protection. What does it mean that he will protect us from our sins? It means that we don't get the karma which we are supposed to get. We don't get what we deserve. We get something less. We should have had our head cut off, but we get a little cut on our finger instead. And so this is the, um, this is the mercy of the Lord. And the devotee has, realizes this, yes, this is his mercy. Actually, I deserve much more uh, punishment, but um, he's giving me mercy. Whereas if, uh, um, yeah, and when he gets happiness, he thinks, oh, this is the Lord's mercy. He's giving me these uh, things to use in his service. He's giving me this money. He's giving me this house. He's giving me this family to engage in Krishna's service. So, but uh, a materialistic person, somebody who is not Krishna conscious, if something happens to him, the first thing he will say is, why is this happening to me? Uh, so yes, um, this is normal. This is what happens in this material world. With, if you're not Krishna conscious, then this question will arise in your mind. So I'm sure we maybe have experienced this ourselves in our lives. So why? Why is this? Why me? Uh, or else some, we see somebody else suffering. And we think, oh, wow, I'm glad it's not me. We, we sometimes might think like that, too. Um, but how does a Vaishnava think? A real Vaishnava, he thinks, oh, so, so many people are suffering. I wish I would suffer instead of them. That's the Vaishnava. <laughs> Let me suffer. Christ had that mentality. That was suffer. Shri Prabhupada. 
he took the karma of so many disciples. And so this is the attitude of the devotee. But um, very difficult for us to practice this high, high philosophy, this high realization. So sometimes we see in our spiritual life, we understand the philosophy, you know, there's some theoretical knowledge. But when it comes to practicing and understand, realizing, there's a gap there between what we know and how we, un how we realize it and how we practice it. There's a gap. Because we know we're not this body, but so we think we think we are this body. So one time, one devotee asked Shri Prabhupada about this idea. Um, he was saying, Shri Prabhupada, you know, my body is feeling affected by the modes of nature. And so uh, Prabhupada said, no, you are not experiencing. Um, the body is feeling cold, but you are not feeling cold. Your body is feeling cold. And what he said, uh, I, but I think I feel cold. <laughs> so Prabhupada said, no, you think, uh, this is illusion. So you have to, so the Bodhi said, I should rise above that. And Prabhupada said, yes, but it's a gradual process. And don't artificially jump to that. Uh, just like sometimes the fever comes and we think, oh, I have, I'm feverish. But it will not last. It comes, it goes. Like Gita says, happiness and stress come and they go, just like winter and summer seasons. So we have to tolerate them without being disturbed. So the question may arise in your mind, well, okay, um, suppose, uh, how does a pure devotee, how does he experience these difficulties? So one time Srila Prabhupada was uh, very, very sick. All of you know Srila Prabhupada, correct? Yes. yes. He's my guru and he's our Acharya. So, um, I guess I, you know, I never know if you're here the first time or you've been coming. Srila <laughs> Prabhupada was very sick for three days, fever and stomach problem. He was, it looked like he was suffering, he was tossing and turning. So after three days, his servant didn't dare to ask him if he was suffering, but he, he asked the question, does a pure devotee suffer? And Srila Prabhupada answered it personally. He said, no, it was a lover's bite. <laughs> so, he felt the hand of Krishna in his suffering. That uh, we understand the time of death uh, for somebody who is not Krishna conscious. It's a very um, fearful time, painful time. Uh, in the hospital, there's a terminology called terminal restlessness. If anybody here is a nurse, then you would know what that means. At the time before they're about to die, people get really disturbed and they start shouting and they start seeing things. And what are they seeing is the Yamadutas come to get them. And so they're disturbed. The, the messengers of death have come and are tying them up and ready to take them away. So, uh, but for the devotee, so what the analogy is that Prabhupada has given is at the time of death, a person who is not Krishna conscious, he will feel like he is a rat in the mouth of the cat. The cat is going to eat that rat. So how is the rat feeling? <laughs> this is how they feel. And how does the devotee feel? 
at the time of death like a kitten in the mouth of mother cat. The mother, they feel secure, protected, loving. Even the teeth are there, they feel the teeth, but um, they know the mother came and she's going to take me home. So time of death devotee, they might feel the teeth of the mother cat or Krishna, but, she, but the devotee knows that he's come to take me home. And so this is the end of my suffering. And so this is uh, the attitude of the devotee. And uh, so we have heard in this verse that there are threefold miseries. Have you heard about these people miseries already? Or is this your first time to hear about them? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, some, started, some are new. Yeah, most, it's a new group, so we're it's not a new group. into Okay, it. so let's get some education here. <laughs> what are the threefold miseries? That are, sorry. Huh? You know, somebody knows. Uh, uh, I kind of starting to remember is the, the miseries caused by the nature yeah, Mrs. Nature. caused by the other people. Adibhautik. Yeah, and then Mrs. caused by your body itself. Ah, adiyatmik, and your mind. Mm. Body and mind both. Good, very good. You have you have learned. Probably yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's picking up Bhagavadam and Bhagavad Gita. You're it's reading, you're teaching or you're reading? No, no, I'm reading everything. You're reading, reading. very good. You're good. You have learned something from your reading. <laughs> good. And so we, and we have all experienced these three miseries. Um, but there is a wonderful verse in Shima Bhagavatam which explains how to counteract each of these miseries. And that verse is in 7th <coughs> Canto, 15th chapter, verse 24. It says, For the Adibhautic um, miseries due to other living beings, good behavior and freedom from envy. That will counteract the misery due to other living entities. For Adi David, due to nature, uh, meditation and trance. For Adi Atmik, due to body and mind, hot yoga and pranayam. So, first we'll talk about Adi David, um, mysteries due to nature, meditation and trance. So, first I'll tell uh, an example of someone. Who is who is on that level of meditation in France, and how he counteracted the miseries around him in 2014, so 2013, in India, there was a avalanche and destruction up at Kedarnath, Kedarnath Temple in the Himalayas. Why did this happen? Because uh, the government decided to move the Durga deity above Lord Shiva. Night before the move, the Durga deity came to the Pujari and said, tell them not to move me. But they didn't listen and they moved Durga above Shiva. And very soon after that, there was a huge avalanche and everything was destroyed on both sides of the temple of Kedarnath. A big rock, a big stone fell in front of the temple and protected it. And but everything else was destroyed, both sides, all the guest house, all the restaurants. And this, there was one uh, saintly person. He was meditating on Lord Shiva in the Kedarnath temple, just standing in front of the temple and meditating in trance. 
both sides were devastation. He was not disturbed. He was not disturbed by it. And uh, so he's an example of somebody who has attained that level, high level of meditation, and how he could come erect. And when it came, and but the roads were destroyed, so no way to go down. So then, they were sending helicopters up there to evacuate the people. It was summer. Maybe a thousand people were up there. Came the sadhu's turn. Came the saintly person's turn to evacuate, and they said, "You can go in the helicopter now." He said, no, I don't need a helicopter, I will walk. And so he was not disturbed at all <laughs> by this devastation. We are disturbed if for a few hours our, our internet doesn't work, or our, <laughs> <we're>, our, <laughs> our cell phone, <laughs> we're separated from our cell phone. There's, there's something called nomophobia, means separation from your cell phone. It's a disease, it's a new one. <laughs> it's a new disease that has occurred. Nomophobia, no mobile phobia. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they, they estimate that every 15 minutes you touch your phone. Every 15 minutes. Okay, and if, if, it's, if it's more than that, then you must be self-controlled. <laughs> so, so Adi Daivik, um, Another example is, um, now I told this story the last two nights, so you're, whoever heard my lecture yesterday or day before will hear it again, <laughs> about uh, um, one Maharaj uh, in our movement, Indra Swami, was flying in an airplane. And the airplane was coming down for landing and it was shaking violently, a very heavy wind was there, and Maharaj was chanting, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. And the Christians were chanting, Jesus, Jesus. The Muslims were chanting, Allah. And the plane went back up. It couldn't land. So next to Maharaj, there was a scientist. And the scientist said, Swamiji, I do not believe in all these things. So the plane went back down, tried for a landing, was shaking violently, Maharaj was chanting, scientist was getting sick, and the plane went back up. And the scientist said, Swamiji, what was that you were saying? <laughs> <laughs> Hare Krishna, the whole thing, the whole thing, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. <laughs> so um, the pilot made an announcement. Okay, we will try one more time. It's very dangerous. We we're not sure we'll be able to land. There's a very heavy wind here. And if we, we will try one more time. If we do not succeed, we will go back to our destination. So the plane came down, was shaking violently. Everybody was praying and chanting, and the plane landed wow. <laughs> nicely. So the Maharaj said to the scientist, so now do you believe? Mm -hmm. The scientist said, maybe. <laughs> so then Mara said, here's my card, if you have any questions, you can contact me. So yes, in danger, in danger, um, uh, to protect yourself from the um, disturbances caused by nature, uh, the chanting will be very helpful, very helpful. Adi Bojak, now due to other living entities, good behavior and freedom from envy. So how to practice this? 
when you meet somebody superior to you, then you learn from them and you uh, also serve them, serve them. If you find somebody equal to you, you make friendship, exchange gifts. If you find somebody junior to you, then you help to lift them up. You be merciful. Now, in the material world, it's the opposite. In order for you to advance uh, in your job or whatever, you have to, you go up and somebody else goes down. That's the way it goes. So, Srila Prabhupada, when he was visiting Japan to print his books, he talked to one executive, Japanese executive, young junior executive in the company, and uh, he asked this executive, what is your goal in life? So this executive took out his all the calling cards of all the executives in the company, and his card was on the bottom. He took his card from the bottom and put it on top. This is my goal in life, that I should be on top. So spiritual life is the opposite. The more you are a servant, the more you are blessed, the more mercy you get, the more you are on top, actually, uh, the more humble you are. And you will get entrance to the spiritual world. So sometimes, um, even on the spiritual path, uh, there are difficulties because devotees don't follow these principles. That uh, you know, worship the superiors. Still, so sometimes we see there there might be some envy there. So Prabhupada said, and one devotee complained to Prabhupada. You know, I, I, I think these devotees are so impersonal. I feel that Prabhupada said no. Uh, if you, in this material world, you will not find any perfection, any utopia, even in the spiritual movement. But because the devotees have given up everything um, to worship Krishna, to serve Krishna, therefore uh, they are, um, despite everything they do, their intention is to serve Krishna, they should be considered saintly. And Gita confirms that. So how, how this happened, how, what's an example? In Juhu Bombay, um, the devotees used to walk with Srila Prabhupada on the beach, Juhu Beach, and they would discuss Bhagavad Gita, and this particular doctor would quote Bhagavad Gita, he knew it very well, but his goal was not surrender to Krishna, but liberation, just to get free from the miseries and, and merge into the Brahman. So, this doctor was also very nice to the devotees. He went, uh, he went to the market and was collecting. He collected mattresses and mosquito nets and blankets and pillows for the devotees. And he donated them to the devotees. But then what happened, it was, you know, they were living in a hut. There was no doors uh -uh, in their building. Everything got taken, stolen. Within two years, everything was finished, all the mattresses and mosquito nets and everything. So this doctor complained to Prabhupada that, you know, these devotees, um, they, they don't care, they don't take care of themselves. So Srila Prabhupada said, these devotees don't care if they have to sleep on the floor. They don't care if they get disease or they have not proper facilities. That liberation you so much desire, they already have it. 
I remember I was at Juhu visiting, and I saw Giriraj Maharaj, he was a brahmachari that time, underneath a table, lying down. I said, Prabhuji, what are you doing under the table? And he said, it's the only place, I have a high fever, and it's the only place I can lie down without somebody stepping on me. <laughs> now that was the, the, that was the old days. <laughs> that was the days when we were building the temples in India. There was lots of austerities. Uh, so uh, by uh, good behavior and freedom from envy, you can counteract the adibautic misery due to other living entities. So last one, um, adiatmic miseries due to the mind and body. Uh, it's recommended hatha yoga and pranayama, but Prabhupada in Bhagavatam explains when Kapiladeva is explaining the yoga system of pranayama, Srila Prabhupada says, as far as pranayama is concerned, chanting of the holy name and dancing in ecstasy are also considered pranayam. So there you go, we're doing pranayam. When we chant and when we dance. So this is pranayam. And, and I have a good example of this. By chanting and dancing, you forget your body and your mind. Um, when I was at Nepal, Nepal a couple of years ago, uh, they started an evening kirtan and it was dance. They're all dancing. The um, Nepali girls, 150 ladies dancing, 150, and they're very enthusiastic to dance. Uh, so they started at 7:30 at night, but 7:30 was prasadam time, and there was one Gujarati lady who, who was very hungry, and she came and she, you know, she said, mm -hmm. prasad, prasad, no. Nobody paid attention. They were in ecstasy, chanting and dancing. And they were having a good time. She came back at 8.30. Prasad. <laughs> really hungry. Nobody paid attention. They were in ecstasy, chanting and dancing. <laughs> she came back 9.30 and she tried again. And then finally nobody, nobody noticed her and she, she gave up and she started chanting and dancing too. <laughs> and she forgot to eat also. <laughs> so it works. Um, and pranayam, hatha yoga, you can counteract the miseries of the body and the mind. And sometimes we don't, we're not even hungry but it's more mental. You're thinking, yeah, I should, I need to eat. It's more mental, you don't really need to. But. It's mental. So in Gita, in the sixth chapter about yoga, it's described one who is regulated in his habits of eating, sleeping, working, and recreation can mitigate all material pains by practice of yoga. The Srila Prabhupada explained that there are three causes of disease. Number first is overeating, Second cause of disease is anxiety, that we hear nowadays, stress. And the third cause is uncleanliness. Uh, you don't wash your hands after eating, or you, you, you can pick up some disease from unclean food. So these are three causes. But if you practice regulation, then you can counteract these causes of disease. 
Mm. So the attitude of the devotee, Tatenu Kampanusu Samikshimano, that um, hope against hope for the mercy of the Lord to be bestowed upon him. And Bhujana Yavatmikitam Vipakam, and that means to tolerate the, his karma, sinful reactions. So hope, a tolerance, and the third one is service. With your body, mind, and words, you should, despite these difficulties of karma, despite the difficulties, you should uh, serve Krishna in some way or other, continue serving. And if you do these things, you will be eligible for liberation. You will go back to Godhead, back to home. So, one, my god brother also, he was... He asked a question of Prabhupada, he says, I'm confused because in your books and your lectures you say when you become a devotee you're on the transcendental platform. At the same time you talk about being affected by the modes of nature. So how can I be transcendental and still be, uh, be affected by the modes? And so Sri Prabhupada answered, it's just like being on a boat. When you're on the boat, no one can see you're not on the boat, you're on the boat. But sometimes Big waves will come and rock the boat. So your position may not be steady. So those waves are the modes of nature. Rocking, rocking us, maybe even knock us down sometimes. Um, so we're on the transcendental platform around the boat, but sometimes these waves come and knock us over. So we should not think, oh, this boat is useless. Let me try another boat. Um, no, stay on the boat. Stay in the trance. Try, keep trying to perform devotional service. Don't give up. Uh, and you have to learn from the captain of the boat, the guru, how to steer the boat in the ocean of nations or this mature world. So I'd also like to leave you with a prayer from His Holiness, Sachinandan Swami. When difficulties come, how to pray. That's a really nice way to pray. I, my Lord, I cannot solve this alone. It is beyond my capabilities, intelligence, plans, ideas. I sincerely request you to accept me as your surrendered soul and protect and maintain me. Protect me means keep me in a situation where I can function and the problems of material existence don't upset my life that much. So protection. And maintain me means maintain me on the spiritual platform. If you do this simple step, he says, a very interesting thing will happen. The problem, which looks so big, looks like a, now my life is finished, uh, will start to shrink until it's the size of the hoofprint of a calf, which you can easily step over. So this is, we should try to adopt the attitude of the devotees when difficulties come and try to see it as the mercy of the Lord, how it's minimized. And try to uh, accept the method given by Srimad Bhagavatam how to counteract the miseries. Um, if you want to um, try to practice something, you can practice this. So I'll stop here. If there's any questions or comments, you can ask me at this point. Thanks for the uh, excellent class. Um, 
I do have a question around the pranayam because mm -hmm. I mean in Shivan Bhagavatam uh, Canto 4 or even Canto 7 mm. um, the pranayam has explained that the vayu or the pran you know and the, and the five different kind of air and then you know the vector and how mm -hmm. different acharyas have explained actually where right. all the vectors reaches and there there you have the soul and you try to lift it up um, yeah. how that is linked with the chanting the holy name on the yeah the well um, Whatever the mystic yogis practice is included in bhakti. So if you uh, chant and dance, that, then that will elevate your prana, mm -hmm. is what Prabhupada is saying. That will be, you will have the same effect as if you practice the pranayama process, the breathing process. Mm -hmm. By practicing the pranayama, you'll get a certain result. And one of the results you get from pranayama is that uh, good health. It, ha it affects your ears. It balances your, your vayu, mm. your ears. So, your vata, in Ayurvedic terms. So chanting and dancing does the same. You will have the same result by chanting and dancing as you will have by practicing pranayama in the yoga process. That's why Prabhupada equalizes them. Yeah. So you judge by the result. Mm -hmm. yeah, we, we hear, um, when we read Bhagavad Gita, when we read Bhagavatam, we hear the standard that achieve the love of Godhead, and then we chant more, and then we um, get to that state. But when we practice, we feel that we have still more way to go, and we find a lot of difficulties and as you said there's a big gap and sometimes we lose the hope mm -hmm. you know, I mean because of disappointment of something or other yeah. we are not able to do our chanting or practice properly so how to regain that hope and how to move forward yeah. with that enthusiasm yeah when you are unable to chant or do your practice then you should express that to the Lord oh my dear Lord I'm sorry today I could not properly do please help me tomorrow to make up for my lackings today. And you can, you can analyze, oh, okay, what is, what's the problem today? What didn't I do? And then to, before you sleep at night, you can pray, Lord, please help me tomorrow. Tomorrow I would like to uh, chant with attention, without uh, diversion, without deviation. Please help me to do that. You may have to switch off your cell phone um, <laughs> I don't know what drastic measures you might have to take, but uh, or put it in another room where you can't hear it. The little notifications, which we think, oh, maybe it's something urgent, but usually it's not. Someone joined the group. Or <laughs> 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 He's like, oh, it's it's my family. They're calling me from the west. Oh, may, I mean from, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm in India. <laughs> so I'm thinking, yeah, well, my son needs me, and it's just somebody joined your group or somebody likes something you did, you put on Facebook. <laughs> not not enough to stop your chanting. Yeah. Um, so just to continue what Prabhu was saying, mm -hmm. 
because you know kind of you feel that long way to go and then you're not even touch the surface um, but is it okay at times that you are not getting that connection or you're not you know yeah that's part of the it's called the uh, anarta the clearing stage yeah. we should know that it's part of the tr the journey yeah it's number four level yeah where we're struggling yeah. <laughs> with our anartas it's called anarta nivriti or clearance of our anartas or the bad habits yeah. so I mean, there's there's six different levels of that. You can read about it in Madhura Kadambini. Okay. Um, Madhura Kadambini. Was it Vishnu Chakravarti? Can't remember now. Yeah, I think so. Vishnu yeah, uh, Chakravarti yeah. Thakur. Yeah. So he describes, you know, the first three. First level is sh a little faith. You have a little faith. You come mm -hmm. here. Then you associate with devotees. Second level. Third level mm -hmm. is you take initiation. You start practicing mm -hmm. the principles. And the fourth level is when you start struggling <laughs> to practice. Uh, and, and the first, yeah, there's different levels. One level is thick and thin. So sometimes you're enthusiastic and sometimes you're not. Yeah. Uh, so that's one of the levels. Yeah. Number two level. And then there's number three, you struggle with material. Oh, you, you're indecisive. Should I do this or should I do that? Should I chant extra rounds, or should I fast, or should I, <laughs> how to improve, anyway, yeah, and you're indecisive, and then next one is struggling with desires, so you, oh, I have this desire, you can't, and some, you're chanting, but sometimes you, you, you blow it, you, you do Just something, mechanical. yeah, sometimes, yeah. yeah, sometimes that happens, so that's the fourth level, and then the fifth level is you try to improve, you say, okay, tomorrow 64 rounds, then you don't do it. You can't do it, you know. That's the fifth level. And the sixth level is when you are in bhakti, you're doing bhakti, and you get some nice things, but then you enjoy the rewards of bhakti. You start enjoying that. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, we have to realize that, yeah, it is a level that we go through, but it's, don't worry, you'll get through it. And when we come to nishta, firm devotion, then that's we've we've come to the top of the hill and we're on a plateau. Mm. And then after Nishta we go down the hill, it's much easier. Now we're going up the hill. Yeah. And so it will be a struggle. And once we get to firm faith or steadiness, mode of goodness is one way to look at it. Once we're at the mode of goodness, everything is in balance, everything is balanced, then it will be easier for us to continue. But now we have to pray a lot. We have to keep praying, oh Lord, help me. <laughs> hard for me to concentrate, hard for me to pay attention. Okay, help. Pray for help. You're not alone. The yogis are alone. I gotta control my senses, I gotta control my mind. There's no mercy there for the yogis. But we are devotees. There's mercy. We need mercy. We try. We do our best and then there's the mercy factor. There's two, two things needed for success. One is our endeavor, and the other is mercy. Yeah. So we, that's why the devotee hopes for mercy, prays for mercy. And, sorry, Mataji, I probably don't want to take off time, but is it okay to, because I've come, I don't want to ask anything from the Lord, but is it okay to ask for, as you're saying, that help me to, so that I am more Yeah, devoted. that's a very nice prayer. Very nice prayer. 
And even Lord Chaitanya prays that. In Shikshastaka, he says, in the fifth verse, oh, I'm suffering, I'm in this material world, I'm in the ocean, I'm, I'm drowning in the ocean of material existence. Please, pick me up and place me. He, he's, Lord Chaitanya is praying for help. We, it's, it's allowed uh, to pray for help. It's recommended. It's recommended. Please pick me up. Please accept me. Please help me to chant attentively. I mean, that's, yeah. You're praying for help to serve him. Mm-hmm. Any other questions? This this step actually that uh, so if one is the really um, focused, he can actually see what what level is on, isn't it? In one sense that yeah, know. yeah, yeah. You can check these different levels and see. Yeah, you could. Yeah, that's why uh, the analysis is there for us to see which level. Some it's not just you may be on one level or another. You may be on all six levels. <laughs> Maybe on two or three of the levels at the same time. Even there are stages, but there are also you, it's sometimes you you get make all six of them. <laughs> oh, you got six problems. The first one is is relatively you you it's easy to go beyond. It's over enthusiastic when you first become a devotee. You preach to everyone and you want to change their heart, but somehow your friends don't agree. Yep. And they think you're crazy. <laughs> and you think you found the, yeah, I found the truth. This is how you can be happy, but they don't understand you. And, uh, how can we pray for others? Yeah, very good. Very good to pray for others. That's wonderful. Pray, especially if you're a mother, you're going to pray for your children. Because uh, that's experience that you uh, naturally have is that you and and that's an example of how you will be willing to take the suffering of others mm-hmm. when your child is suffering you suffer more and you say please I'll take this you know let it let it happen to me instead of my child yeah. <laughs> you know that right. we have that ex- you feel like that sometimes no yeah. so at the moment my thoughts are with the people who are suffering from coronavirus but I don't want to Yeah, you don't want to get the virus. That's not the way to help them. (laughs) Just uh, pray for them. Yeah, you can pray for them, yes. Um, How do you, like, when you do practice spirituality, and then, uh, again, how do you compare that with the humanitarian works? Spirituality, how do you compare? Yeah. Well, the humanitarian work will help somebody um, to keep in the cycle of birth and death comfortably. You can keep them comfortable while they're experiencing birth, death, disease, and old age. Or else, and the spirituality gets you out of that cycle and takes you on a higher level where you can be happy even though the suffering will not affect you, as we heard the attitude of the devotee. If you're on the spiritual level, then the suffering will not affect you as 
And, and if you're on the material level, then well, it's all you have. You have the body. You see the difference when people become old who are not devotees. Then they lose everything. You lose the body, you lose everything. But for devotees who become old, then they, they see this is a step closer to Krishna. <coughs> I, um, very soon I will be with Krishna. And uh, disease is, instead of creating fear, it creates hope in the devotees. So you, you compare the people at the time of death, especially, or when they get old, with uh, those who are on the spiritual path, those who are not. You can see, uh, yeah, and humanitarian, and of course, we, we also have our Food for Life program, and we try to help the people. Uh, like when in uh, Melbourne, when the fires were happening, they, the ISKCON, uh, they have a very close relationship with all the other faiths, Christians and the Sikhs. And they wanted to go and help, do some help, um, but the Sikhs were already there helping. And the Sikhs said they don't want, they have enough food, don't send any food because it will just be wasted. And they just want money and volunteers. So, I mean, the, so then, but then in Murwillumba they had a, they had um, every day, a, for a week they had um, nine hours kirtan in the temple to bring rain. And, it, and after, on, the, on the sixth day, heavy rain came in Marulamba. <laughs> and, uh, and, and for a whole week it rained after that. Wow. So they were doing that. Um, so we can, they can have kirtan for the people who have suffering for coronavirus. But I think, um, it's not so much the virus problem, but the media problem. It's making it, ex it's, it's spreading fear for no reason. Mm. It's, it's like, you know, before you get the flu, okay, you get over it, you know. Now you get the flu and it's, a, and it's, and it's <laughs> you, they put you in the quarantine and every time any flu comes, you know, before, flu was coming all the time and, and uh, you know, mm. There was not, it wasn't in the media like it is now. You know, you got the flu, oh, you got the flu, okay. Take some medicine. <laughs> Maji, now mm -hmm. the fear is so great that, you know, my niece went to Bunnings. She just uh, coughed a little bit, and you know, everybody went away. <laughs> <laughs> See, it, it, it's extreme. It's extreme. It's yeah, not. Uh... People are so scared. You know? <laughs> you know, she just coughed a little bit. <laughs> and she looks Chinese, or something. Yeah. That's why, because <laughs> they think it's, she's from China. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> she's from China. She brought it. Yeah, this is this is not this is not this is a very bad. They're causing such extreme fear in people for no no reason. I think either way, it should the prayers should help. Like yeah, prayers are always good. Prayers are. the virus as well as the panic and anxiety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Maharaj is changing his trip. He's not going to Hong Kong. Yeah, he's yeah. staying there. Stay. Yeah. 
Staying till? Monday. Monday and going somewhere else? Yeah, going to India straight. India straight. Yeah. Oh, his flight went to Hong Kong? Or? Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's going via Hong Kong, but just a transit, so he's not going to Hong Kong. Oh, he's not going. Oh, he was going to. Yeah, he was planning to. Cancel. Cancel. So he canceled. Yeah. <laughs> After he knew that actually you get uh, reimbursed, you'll be reimbursed the same amount, but if you cancel your flight, in fact, a lot of airlines also, they, they give you back the money. So lots of uh, ships aren't stopping as well, like they're not going. You know, <laughs> holidays and all the canceling. Yeah, I, yeah, I think there's something behind this. Uh, somebody's against China. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, there have been deaths, but there have been recoveries as well. Huh? Uh, there have been deaths, lot of deaths in China uh. because of this. Um, but there have been recoveries as well. Some people have recovered yeah. from it. Yeah, anyway, Hare, we, got, we chant Hare Krishna. But of course, we also don't go to China, you know. <laughs> but there's, it's kind of extreme, because I just saw on Facebook, Mayapur Temple has given advisory for the Chinese devotees not to come. Yeah. <laughs> and that city has been closed as well. Yeah, yeah the city is allowed to go in and go 